Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're about to speak with Peter in British Columbia, a former business owner who sent me a disturbing email about an issue not talked about on radio. Very much. Peter uh, writes in part, when China interference and Alberta elections dominate, this issue isn't discussed. He wrote about how housing unaffordability and household debt is talked about a great deal, as are maxed out credit cards. And then he wrote, I hear nobody talking about all the Canadians who are already living in their vehicles. I'm one of those Canadians living in my vehicle. It's brutal, it's tiring, and it's not cheap. In just four weeks of living in my vehicle, I'm exhausted from lack of sleep, I'm sore, I'm hungry, I'm job hunting feverishly, and I'm watching my credit score plummet as I can't keep up with minimum payments. My little 2012 Ford Escape doesn't have a kitchen. I hope that despite your show's full roster, there's a way to shine a little light on the plight of us who've already fallen through the cracks. You bet. Peter, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sending the email. How does it feel to you to hear me read back to you the words you sent me? Well, I would say, again, exactly the same thing. Thank you, Roy, for uh, for this. And and before we go any further, it's so good to hear you back, and I wish you continued improved health. Thank you. Thank you. And I know you've had your, uh, your bouts with cancer as well. I have, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing, and I think that uh, where a lot of people think we have moved on from COVID, there are a lot of people that, um, during the mandates and in what I consider to be an overreach in many ways, uh, whether it's families, generational money saved up and put into a restaurant that was then uh, shut down and closed permanently, or whether it was me as a realtor who, who uh, got, you know, got struck by the mandates and lost my business. A lot of us have been treading water in over the last year since the mandates ended and treading water, but now treading with the nose under the surface. So you went to sleep in your car last night. You've been doing this for four weeks. What's that like for you to hunt for a place, as you wrote to me, where where I can stay and not be shooed away? What's that like to go to sleep in your car that, that, that last night and know that's where you're going to wake up tomorrow morning or this morning? <laughs> well, it's not entirely comfortable, no. uh, but uh, the, probably the, the least comfortable part of it is trying to find a place to perch where you won't get shooed away. Uh, most parking lots have signs that say over, no overnight parking, so that, that's out. Uh, and so while you may get to sleep in a, in a semi-comfortable position in your driver's seat, uh, you don't ever sleep deep uh, because you're, there's either traffic driving by or there's somebody that walks by or you're afraid of, of uh, you know, somebody rapping on the window and saying, move along. And so you never sleep deep. And after, after four-plus weeks of that now, that is starting to add up, and I am tired. Yeah, you wrote it's brutal, it's tiring, and it's not cheap. 
And you don't have a kitchen in the car. I mean, this is this this is where this is home now. This is this is where you live for now. But it's right. A, yeah, and if I were to go to the food banks, and they're over a run already, but yeah, ninety percent of what you take away from the food bank, you you need to prep it in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that that doesn't work. And, and you and you wrote to me as well that you see more and more people in the same terrible predicament that you're dealing with. That's correct, and and you know, there's every night where I, wherever I do find a little place to tuck away, I see three, four, six, eight other cars doing the same thing. And so some people have said to me, they said, well, why don't you get a little trailer? Well, you, that's impossible. First, I can't afford one, and then to license it, and et cetera. Uh, but secondly, as soon as you have a little trailer attached, you make a spectacle of yourself, and then you can't just tuck away. Uh, but the, so many other people I see in their vehicles are single parents with kids. So I compared to that, I have it easy. What's the psychological impact, Peter? Well, there's dignity uh, attached. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to go and broadcast to everybody I know. Look at, uh, look at me. I'm homeless. Uh, I, I, on one hand, I want to try to maintain my dignity. On the other hand... A lot of that dignity is already out the window, and you just got to figure out, how am I going to make it to the next day? Uh, And when I say to the next day, I mean I'm picking up jobs that I can go do, uh, you know, in the next day or two as much as I possibly can. And now that I've lost my business, of course, uh, you know, I'm leaning on my handyman work to try to drum up jobs. And if I do drum up jobs that pay a little... Uh, then I have to figure out after a month of doing this, do I actually physically have the energy to go and do it? (laughs) So it's a bit of a catch-22. Yeah. Bills to pay? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Maxed out credit cards. This is is all part of swimming with my nose under the surface now. And, And those credit card companies are somehow allowed to charge nearly loan shark rates, and there's no mercy. Uh, it's expensive to be poor. Uh, there's, there's costs involved that people that haven't experienced this don't realize. Costs like NSF fees, overdue fees, et cetera, et cetera. These are costs that, that you have to, that you run into when you can't keep up with your payments. And then there's the phone calls, the nonstop phone calls that will make you absolutely insane. The phone calls from collection agencies and, and overdue credit cards, et cetera. And there's no mercy there either. They call and call and call. And, and pretty soon you just want to pull your hair out and, and throw the phone away. So, so you wrote, and you just mentioned to, uh, you wrote to me, you're job hunting feverishly. And you just talked about trying to find a job that you can work at for one day or two. If you're looking for more uh, consistent employment, what are the challenges, like providing a, a, an address to a potential employer? Or, you know, Well, that, that's part of it. Another part of it, and I'll just speak for myself personally, I'm in my 60s. Hmm. And I, I have had a, a couple of physical uh, negatives uh, from a car accident, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I have a torn meniscus in my left knee. So I can't just go and say yes to every physical labor job that's out there, I wouldn't last. I, I, and I know that I'm, I have physical limitations. 
but I have been putting in lots and lots and lots of, of resumes and been turned down every single time. Uh, and so I'm drumming up handyman work, and it's not great. It is very physical. Uh, and i got to tell you, I've been looking at, at social assistance as well. Now, there's something that needs fixing, in my opinion. Expand on that, please. Well, so in B.C., if you apply for social assistance, you can get around $900. But uh, if you don't have a residence, if it, half of that goes to paying your rent. So if you don't have a, a home, you only get half of that. And then if you do go out and generate some work, like I'm doing, as soon as you've earned $400 or more, the social assistance is gone. Well, first of all, that whole amount of social assistance only pays maybe half the month's rent here in B.C. for a one-bedroom. And, and, and that's the full social assistance. So when you start cutting that down, like cutting that in half, and then eliminating it altogether if you drum up a little bit of work, well, then, then it, it serves no purpose at all. Mm-hmm. And I have an idea of how that could be improved and I, and it's, it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, when I see the government doling out so much money to immigrants and um, throwing money around, you know, $6,000 a night hotel suites, et cetera, I would like to see social assistance run on a credit score where for those people that are really legitimately trying, that that boosts their credit and thus their, their income on what they can get. So, and I realize social assistance is supposed to be temporary. It's not a permanent fix at all. It should never be. But with the numbers of us that are now can't tread the water anymore since the COVID mandates fell, for those of us that are really legitimately trying, and, and many good business people are in my shoes now, I think there needs to be a little bit more cooperation from the provincial and maybe the federal government, too, but especially the provincial government. Yeah, you know, we hear about rents going up astronomically across the country. And invariably, I mean, it's going to happen. People are not going to be able to meet rents when they go to a certain level because they don't have the resources to pay for everything. And they may very well be joining you, living in their cars across the country. And this is a country with a... Terrible winter. Peter, What do you have hope? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, to ask I, uh, that, really. I, I really am sorry to ask that. No, no, it's, it's a necessary question, I think, uh, because I think that a lot of people in this situation uh, could get very depressed. And is there any wonder why there's uh, why suicide rates are up and, and, and drug, uh, drug overdoses are up, et cetera? Uh, but it could be easy to get depressed. I'm chronically positive, so I guess I'm a little bit lucky there. Got it from my mama. Uh, but is there a hope? Well, you know, God bless Pierre Paulia for, ta- for, for ch- championing the people that are living in their parents' basements. But that still isn't far enough. Uh, there's no parents. There's no basement. There's no way I could dream of owning a house at this point, and even the thought of renting is way beyond the spectrum right now. Right now, it's a matter of how do I get do 
can I can I afford another fifteen dollars in the gas tank to get to the next handyman job? Well, and, and then what? And then what do I eat? Yeah, um, and I'm sick and tired of bread, jam sandwiches. I, I don't I don't want to geographically pinpoint you, but if there's somebody listening to this program right now, and they feel that they may have something for you in the way of employment that is steady and permanent and gives you an opportunity to rebuild your life. Can you give me some general geographic idea and then people can get in touch with me and I can try to put the trivia together? Yeah, sure. I'm in, I'm in Kelowna. I'm, I'm in the general Kelowna area. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I welcome uh, that kind of a leg up or that kind of charity uh, perhaps. Uh, and, and I'm certainly, I love work as far as that goes. Uh, there, there's another aspect to this, Roy. If you don't mind me mentioning something else that's uh, attached to all of this, not and I, I'm, Peter, I'm very sorry, but I have to take a hard break in in one minute. Yeah, so, so yep, go ahead. Um, yeah, there, there's there's uh, another piece to this puzzle too, and that is there's an extra kick when we're down, and that is once things are overdue and overdrawn and, and to collection agencies, that's when the credit scores plummet and they go to R nine, and that's a seven year prison sentence. So for those of us that are that are caught in this trap, there's an extra seven-year prison sentence put upon us with an R9 credit rating with uh, Equifax and TransUnion, and that doesn't that makes sure that you won't get a credit card. Well, how do you function in this world without a credit card now? Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry for you. I really am. I, I really am sorry for you and people who have been forced into. Your reality. If somebody in the Kelowna area, and you've been listening and you can help Peter and may have a job for him or something for him, just get in touch with me, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and I'll try to put the review together. Peter, I'm going to stay in touch with you. Uh, I really Thank am. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And it's not just about me. It's all the people that are joining me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for thank you for thank you for sharing this. It's important. Well, thanks for letting me uh, a little bit of air. Yeah. Thanks, boy. Talk soon. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.